Welcome to episode 14 of the Alexis Pereira Show. I'm your host, Alexis Pereira. And with me, as always, is the Zorro to my Zorro, Alex Estrada. Oh, my gosh. Alex, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Uh, to be clear, I'm the... Are you the Anthony Quinn Zorro or the Antonio Bandera Zorro? Uh, there's no Latino Zorro, right? They're both, like, <laughs> they're both white. There you go. So, like God intended. Excellent. Yeah. I think I... I Banderas, he's from Spain? Yeah, he's a Spanish guy. Okay. And Quinn is uh, Spanish too, right? He yes, they're Mexican. both Spanish, yeah. Oh, they're both Spanish? Or? I'm pretty sure they're both Spanish, yeah. Okay, wow. Fact, fact-filled uh, Alexis Pereira <laughs> program already. Uh, so how's your week been? What, what you been up to? Uh, my week's been okay. I've started looking for apartments again. Uh, oh. So that's been interesting. Uh, yeah, any, like I said. Any takers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None yet. No, we're we're seeing another one tonight after the show, so that could oh. be the one that we end up taking. But yeah, oh, I'm really sorry to your wife if she's waiting. Like she's like waiting. Like <laughs> she oh, knows God. she knows what to do. She's she's you know sitting in the bathroom like she does whenever we record the podcast, waiting for silence. <laughs> oh, that's good. Tell her not to flush again. <laughs> Ruined the last episode with her flushing, her incessant flushing. Uh, uh, I well, last time I looked for apartments, I realized how easy it is to bully me because every broker bullied me. Uh, when I was trying to, we walked into one apartment and it was pitch dark. And so he's like, starts talking about it. So I'm like looking around for like the lights. I'm just like, oh, I guess I'll get it. He doesn't know where the lights are. And he goes, okay, yeah, it is a little dark in here. I'm just like, <laughs> it's complete, it's completely dark. <laughs> it was like 6 p.m. Like it was like this. It wasn't like we were in like pitch black, but it was dark. And he's like, so you really have to, you have to provide your own lights and just if you put them around, he's like, that that should be fine. And I was like. In a weird way, I was just like, yeah, that, that will be fine. Yeah, I could get my own lamps. I could spend $700 <laughs> on lamps. Yeah, I'll get some lamps. <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. I'll get a chandelier. I'll get a chandelier. My God. Uh, so anyway, I hope you find a new place. I hope you find a place to live. Thank you. Thank you. Time is running out. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think uh, it's time to introduce our next guest. Uh, and uh, I'm super excited to, to have this uh, young young lady on, on the show. Uh, let me just get her... Uh, Credits real quick. The CV. Uh, you you may have seen her writing at comedy dot com. Uh, you could catch her performing at the Pit uh, on Totally Yes, <laughs> and uh, she also is on the Black Magic Cat Variety uh, Hour. Uh, folks, Anne Clark is on the show. Anne, Anne welcome. Clark. Oh, so that's me. That's that was me. <laughs> okay. All right, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe I had someone else on, but yeah. Okay. Hi. Usually usually people laugh at my uh, bad intros, but you were not pleased. I've come very far, and I've worked hard to, to get away from that history. Yeah, you missed you miss the, uh, the, the SNL uh, Weekend Update contributor credit, too. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's another thing that doesn't yeah, exist Yeah, really. Anymore. I mean, I've yeah. shut down <laughs> oh, a lot of comedy institutions, so... <laughs> actually the pit's still going it's, it is sure they email closed. Yeah. you could do, you could perform there now if you I want i think they to. reorganize as a church yes yes <laughs> you want birthday parties go to the pit how are you Anne? how's your quarantine going oh it's it's going fine you know just uh i, I feel like there's nothing new to say about quarantine and that's the worst part it's just mm. the same thing every day you know yeah every day do you f- hmm. do you feel that people 
in your life have a different attitude towards it in some some way or or what are they trying to oh, do? Oh, you mean like my boyfriend's the only person I see every day? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know about your I, personal yeah. life. Yeah, see this is complicated for the audience. This is complicated mm-hmm. because Alexis and Estrada and I talk every single day. So <laughs> It's more a small talk. It's like, you know, chit-chat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I I forget yeah, I forget that there are people listening to this who who don't hear about my bullshit every single day. Yeah, it's fine. My cat died, um, and uh, yeah, so that sucked. Um, so in that way, coronavirus, I think, has been harder for me than anyone. Uh, and what else happened in quarantine? I don't know. I went on slow carb and lasted about eight weeks. That's uh, good. Those, it was a hell of an eight weeks. Yeah. It was. I... For those who don't know, slow carb is a diet where you eat nothing but beans. Um, (laughs) Beans and, and, you know, proteins. It's basically the Jordan Peterson diet, but, like, with beans. And um, I went slowly mad on it, like, over the course of eight weeks. Like, legitimately insane. And then one morning I was walking on cheat day. uh, Because you get one day a week to eat whatever you want. And on cheat day I woke up and I was walking to get my bacon, egg, and cheese. And I vomited in the middle of 41st Street. (laughs) And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. So I had to stop. Um, But my boyfriend's still on it. You hadn't even... Yeah. You hadn't even eaten anything. You just threw up. No, it's just because my stomach was getting to the point where I would get so violently hungry right before meals. And also I have um, what's called GERD, which is a very fun thing where you have acid reflux, basically. Um, Yeah. And I think just all that protein was causing my stomach to, I don't know, produce a bunch of acid that was making me sick. But you look great. Yeah, you look fantastic. Thank you. I did lose lose a lot of weight. Eating disorders work is what I learned. (laughs) You know? You know, if you develop really bad relationships with food, you can lose a lot of weight really quickly, so. I always say high school girls, they're right about something. (laughs) Now, uh... Yeah. Now, you did tell me you bought the book, and... I did buy the book, and then I didn't read it, and it's still in my kitchen. But my boyfriend is still on the diet, so there's potential that we could still read it someday. Isn't there some illustration on there on how to please a woman? That's the only part we read, was there's, like, five pages of drawings of a man touching a woman's clitoris. Um, In the slow carb book. Yeah, in the book about the diet where you eat only beans. Um, It's like... it's something to do with, I think, I, I think it's for men who don't know how to give a woman an orgasm. They're out and there. And, like, it, it's <laughs> <laughs> really, and it kind of, like, step by step explains to you how to, like, get started in, like, that practice. Um, and so I don't knock it for that. I appreciate yeah. that. That's good. Yeah, look, and not everyone had a father who could teach them. Oh, okay? my God. <laughs> Why? Or a, or a mother. <laughs> Uh, I I actually really I I love that there's sex advice in this in the slow car book because it's basically telling men look you're gonna start to get strange (laughs) once you start on this diet like a couple weeks in so you better get ready because when that moment comes you're gonna be alone with a woman willingly see that's such a delightful take on it see my take on it was this is a book for like boomers um, who are trying to lose their like beer guts. And like make the marriage work, and that made me sad. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you oh. take from it that no, this is for incels to bring them back into society. Um, that's good. <laughs> yeah, socialization mm-hmm. for incels. Uh, well, what what's a boomer 
but a late big yeah, moment. Now, that's true. Now, Anne, this uh, podcast is on the Authentic Podcast Network, mm-hmm. and there are some heavy hitters on there. And I was told, if this show ever takes off, if we get, if we break double-digit listen, if we ever get somebody who listens twice, we, we, we start to take off, we'll one day have a talk show. Oh. And I was told, yeah, I was told, to try to incorporate talk show elements into this podcast. Oh, no. Isn't that exciting? What? <laughs> so what's a major element of talk shows? And we, we don't have many of the elements of talk shows. We don't have a white man, for example. <laughs> Between the two of us, we, you know, we get pretty yeah. close. I would say so. Every very show. little abuse. Very little abuse. It goes on in this show. But we do have a monologue. And I would like to present this week's Alexis Pereira program monologue. That's okay with you. Is that all right? That's okay. Am I, am I supposed to laugh? Okay, so here's the rules. Uh, please don't interrupt. Okay. Because then I'll have to break up the... Right. Then I have to stop and, uh, and explain. Okay. He needs to get a clean read. Got it. So no, re- no reacts. Got it. So please do not react. Thank you. I bought a new laptop the other day, and there were three delivery choices. $25 for one-day delivery, $15 for two-day delivery... And free shipping to get my laptop in two to three weeks. Now, I'm not a very patient man, as my girlfriend knows when she tries to eat dinner on sex night. So, I spent the $25. Hey, I already dropped two G's on some hardware. I might as well, excuse me, I might as well send my boys Andrew Jackson and Abraham Lincoln to go pick it up. You'll get your package tomorrow, this I promised. However, I soon learned that by one day delivery... They mean, one day, you'll get your delivery. The next day, I waited and waited. And around 5 p.m., I got my first shipping alert. Your package is in Pennsylvania, it said. Why is my package in Pennsylvania, I wondered. Did it need new racist software? But alas, FedEx said my package would not be delivered today. It would be delivered tomorrow. I just wasted $10. The next day, I waited again. And finally, my doorbell rang. I excitedly ran downstairs only to find that I had let in a Jehovah's Witness. (laughs) I was upset to not find my laptop, but at least one of my neighbors might now get into heaven. Around 5 p.m., I got another alert, this one more disturbing than the last. We tried to deliver your package, but you weren't home, they lied. I was upset about this. Not only was it false testimony, which the Jehovah's Witness later agreed is a sin, (laughs) but everybody is home. Maybe you haven't heard FedEx, but there's a little thing going around... And it ain't the U.S. mail. (laughs) I was so upset that I logged into the FedEx site and wrote, I was home to the virtual assistant, who then replied, home is great. (laughs) The next morning, a person put his finger on my doorbell for a full 15 seconds. (laughs) It took me 15 seconds to get my pants on because, well, last night was sex night. It was FedEx with my package, and he wasn't happy. I realized my message to the virtual assistant got up the chain, and he probably got in trouble. I felt terrible. So I logged back into the FedEx site and wrote, thank you, I got my package, it was perfect. To which the virtual assistant replied, home is great. (laughs) Now I open it up to the panel. Do you get deliveries? We'll start with Anne. So that, oh, so it's like a monologue monologue. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a dramatic monologue. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a Shakespearean monologue. You know, I'm in the middle of a very similar situation. Uh, my boyfriend ordered us a new couch, and it was supposed to get here uh, Tuesday, 
and then it updated to Wednesday, and then it updated to Thursday, and today is Friday, and it's currently in a place right. called Countryside, Illinois. So I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Um, yeah, it sucks because we've Jeez. already cleared out the whole living room in preparation. And so now we just have this big empty room and it's kind of fun. And we're kind of like, do we even need a couch? This is awesome. Uh, but yeah, so I, I feel your pain is what I'm saying. You're getting, a, you're getting a sectional, right? We're getting a sectional. We don't know when it's coming because FedEx now has no delivery date for it. Oh, it's FedEx just, is delivering oh, wow. it? Yeah, FedEx is delivering it. And, then, and now it says no delivery date. So I guess they're keeping it. I wonder how they're going to deliver it because usually when you order a couch, you have to order it from like so that they send two guys who could then carry it up. I don't think that FedEx guy is going to be able to. Yeah, well, we ordered it. We ordered it from Wayfair, um, so they have to like put kids in it, <laughs> and you know, like uh, you got the Julio model. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, <laughs> I, I imagine to get the kids to stay, you have to like wrap it in a box and like put it through FedEx. Because, you know, you never know when movers might get altruistic and decide to save some kids. Yeah. So, you know. Lose your inventory. Yeah. We have to save Julio. <laughs> we have to let him go. I got a, I got a package. I, I got my couch from Macy's and it got delivered. And the, the two guys, they were so upset that it was a four-story <laughs> walk-up. Yeah. Oh, God, I yeah. Felt, I felt terrible for them. Oh. I gave them... I think I gave them 50 bucks. That's, I don't know. Is that enough? I think, I, that's a, I think that's a pretty good tip. I don't know. I personally okay. think that if you're a mover and you encounter stairs, that's like, you know, if you've ever had a great day at the work, at job, you ever had a great day at job where you, uh, you, 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 enc- no. where you encounter something and you overcome a challenge and you feel uh, fulfilled? What, for- what word is that? Grave ditch? <laughs> Are you saying work you should think? set them free, Estrada? Is that uh, what you're trying to say? I might be, I might be implying trying that. trying to say yeah. that like, they should find pleasure in the labor yeah, it's something yeah. like that, right? Is there, you know, no one, okay, so no one here ever, uh, has ever completed a marathon. Well, I think, I think what Estrada's trying to say is that life. a mover encountering stairs is like a doctor encountering cancer. It's like, why you're there. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. And my, you know, the Bernadette Peters to my Stephen Sondheim, my interpreter. That would be really funny if the mover had x-rays and of the apartment. Oh, my God. I have x-rays. There's a kid Five in your couch. Floors. Yeah. I am going to I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be so upset if there's actually a kid in that couch. Like, what if QAnon is right oh. and like a bunch of kids pop out? And I'm like, I'm not ready to be a mother. Oh, my God. Uh, what if QAnon is right? Uh, hopefully. So goes the election and the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All I can say about delivery, Alexis, is, uh, you know, based on that monologue, you're not one to talk. Well, my goodness. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm shopping. Speaking of shopping around, I'm shopping around for a new co-host. So <laughs> you better watch your, you better watch you your back, buddy. This one must speak English. Yes. <laughs> Preferably a real legal degree. Not the one Alex has. Uh, so now let's get into the news. I'd love to uh, talk about yeah. the news. That's why people listen to this show, Anne. I'm not sure you're a regular mm-hmm. listener, so you know that. But people listen to this podcast to, to become informed. And the top news story this week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Week. 
Donald Trump, our president and uh, future ex-president in uh, 2021, <laughs> January 2021, Donald Trump, he is not a fan of wounded veterans, I would say. <laughs> wounded, dead veterans? Yeah, wounded dead veterans. <laughs> wounded dead veterans? Wounded the, 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 the size of the wound, you know, from, from I mean, little to death. Not, not yeah. a fan. They're the ultimate losers, right? They did, mm-hmm. they, did, they did not succeed, right? That's what he's trying to say. Well, so That's just right. give this the full context. So the Atlantic reported... Uh, That's no- your job. <laughs> the Atlantic reported that uh, two anonymous sources uh, alleged or uh, confirmed that uh, while... I think it was while he was visiting a World War I um, cemetery in France... Uh, the president made uh, a comment about uh, the uh, the, sol- the not wanting to visit, and in the context of that, said I think he was specific, specific, speaking specifically uh, to soldiers who died in uh, in Vietnam, uh, calling them suckers uh, who shouldn't have gone over there. <laughs> <laughs> he also mentioned, interestingly enough, when talking about World War One. He was upset that the United States got involved. Right. He he's have been one of those for- guys. <laughs> he's like he's one of those uh, you know, if the United States had stayed out of World War One, then there wouldn't have been a World War Two. <laughs> remember those guys you used to meet every now and then? And uh, I never I've never met anyone that smart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's such a take. You have to know about World War One first there of all. Goes. You know. Yeah. I mean I know I know I saw the the, the movie, nineteen seventeen. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't know much about World War One, but well, and let me enlighten you. Yeah, so, I, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, I know. Good. I know about the Serbian guy um, mm-hmm. because my family's Croatian, so we keep close tabs on all the bad things Serbians do. Um, sure. But other than that, uh, enlighten me. What cracks me up about this is that his base isn't going to care. Not not that I think they believe it anyway, but I actually totally believe it. That he said said all this because in his in his weird way, I kind of understand his logic about it mm-hmm. because it first of all, the, he, he said he didn't want wounded veterans in the parade. And even though I think that's a pretty awful thing to say, I think he kind of does speak to the American psyche of not wanting sick people in parades. <laughs> well, no, because he's a salesman. And I, I 100 percent believe everything that's ever been reported that Donald Trump has ever said because I am willing to bet that behind the scenes that man never stops talking and he probably says whatever he's thinking at the time and so of course he said that of course he did and he's a salesman why would he want wounded veterans anywhere like that's not a gold toilet you know like he's he's that guy he's the guy who it doesn't he'll dump a wife when she gets too old like you know he doesn't give a shit like (laughs) sorry am I allowed to swear Wounded. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wounded. Yeah. Uh, it's all we got. Wounded fucking soldiers <laughs> don't sell joining the military, and I think that's in his head of like, oh, right. you know, I want people. And they don't sell the idea that America never loses. Right. right. Yeah. He's he's Which... very much uh, you know, to to draw this back to uh, World War One and German militarization. He reminds me a lot of uh, Frederick the Great of Prussia, uh, who <laughs> took very no, he, he took very great pride in his uh, in his uh, grenadiers, the guys who would. Uh, fire the muskets and, and throw grenades, and he used to go throughout the country recruiting the the tallest, broadest, most handsome of mm-hmm. of soldiers because he wanted basically an elite uh, German military. 
and uh, and to present them to the world as like you know the most fearsome fighters on all the land. And I think Trump is uh, of the German traditions. <laughs> is that what we call it? <laughs> in, is in that what we call it? Now? Is that the PC <laughs> term for it? Of the German. Tra- <laughs> He's of the German persuasion. <laughs> Uh, you know, a man, a man of certain beliefs, uh, <laughs> good or bad, who's to say? Uh, some Nietzschean influences, uh, <laughs> who wants nothing more than present our very best uh, in, in parades, and out of them as well. You know, I will say, insulting that many dead soldiers is an incredibly brave thing to do if, you know, it goes surreal. Because <laughs> there are about to be a lot of really angry ghosts following him around. I don't know. Do angry ghosts haunt cemeteries? I don't know that they do. I mean, where else would you haunt? It's uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it amusement the women's bathroom, the women's locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a World War One ghost, right? Well, I think it's what? you don't even know what a bathroom is. They didn't have those back then. <laughs> it was trench warfare. Uh, that's true. Let's go to the old ye all women's trench. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of great quotes in that. He uh, he went to a cemetery to visit. Is it John Kelly, the the general, uh, the former chief of staff? Yeah, and his son had had died in uh, Afghanistan, right? Or and he he he's standing there with, J- with Kelly, and he, they're looking at his son's grave, and he just turns to him and he just goes, "Why do these guys do it?" <laughs> yeah, so great. He just he just speaks his mind. Wait, wait, so wait, that, that, w- w- did, was there any more context than that? What did these guys do? Like, was he talking about military leadership or no? No, he just doesn't understand. Like the why grave diggers. The, why, <laughs> why do people join the military? Oh, oh. I mean, this. I feel like that's also what he said on election night. He was like, "Why would they? Why?" <laughs> I, I feel like he doesn't understand why people even believe him. Yeah, <laughs> like why they why they do what he says and why people would go overseas because someone like him tells them to he definitely is a barnum and bailey type where he's just you know what that's what they want so whatever the wall yeah i hate mexicans whatever they'll let's just do that we're gonna send them we're gonna send them home whatever you need to do to afford that scalp transplant he he got a scalp (laughs) transplant that's why i brought that up he did you what do you mean yeah we we should tell the authentic network allegedly Allegedly. A hundred percent true. A hundred percent true. Donald Trump had his scalp um, cut and like put together tighter so that he wouldn't have a bald spot. Uh, and it was extremely, it was a very painful procedure. Ivanka Trump, Ivana, Ivana, his wife, his ex-wife, Ivana Trump wrote about it in her um, book. Because he, he like he like abused her. He like threw her around because she had recommended the doctor who did it, and he was in so much pain that he like flipped out on her and and <laughs> you know knocked her around a little bit about it because he was so mad about how much it hurt. Um, but that's why he doesn't have a ball because his dad's bald. Why he... So it's like right. it really gives a lot of context to uh, her scene in that first <laughs> wives club. Don't get mad. Get everything <laughs> after. There you go. Well, why would he even? Out of everything, why would he get that? I mean, you can get like hair transplant. You know, well, I think this like, was this was like what the eighties. Yeah. So I don't I don't think the technology was quite as advanced. Like back then, literally, all they could do was cut off a part of your head and hope it all grows. Yeah, back. and sew it like, sew it together <laughs> so that it's tight. So that yeah. Right. It's kind of like I, I don't know. There's there's a practice that's used in sheep shearing, 
and I, I think I, I don't think it's in practice in the United States anymore, but in certain other wool produce wool producing countries, uh, where what they'll do is they'll cut the uh, the sheep on the asshole, and what will happen is it will cause uh, an infection in the rear, which will cause its skin to stretch, and it will increase the yield uh, on the wool. So it's like the reverse of that. Wow! Thank you for that lovely illustration. <laughs> there you go. I know AP history and wool assholes. I was going to say, Estrada knows a lot about sheep anuses. That's upsetting. <laughs> now the main the main topic in the article was his hatred for McCain, which now he's seeming to pretend to walk back on. And again, I think his base will accept that. But he really has said all those things about McCain. Oh, yeah. He does think McCain yeah. is a loser. He does think that McCain... Uh, he, he doesn't like that people crash. <laughs> <laughs> it's objectively bad, Alexis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see the, the he when he talked to the press in total darkness? No. Like, the, like he's... There's a clip of him going around the news right now where he's talking to the press because he's outside somewhere, you know, when they catch the president walking from his, like... Mm-hmm. Helicopter, yeah. Helicopter to that whatever. But there's no light on him, and it's night. So it's just complete darkness of him going, I approved John McCain's funeral. I approved the flags at half-mast. That was me. I said that could happen. Like, and it just, it's so creepy, because it's just, in the, it's, he's completely shrouded by darkness, like Batman. <laughs> I, I love that uh, he must have, it must have been so hard to get him to approve all that shit. Oh, yeah. Like, can you imagine the aides, like, being like, uh, Mr. President, please, like, you have to at least send a plane. I want to fly the flags 50 feet higher. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Make all the the poles taller. Yeah. Yeah. You you just know he's the kind of old man boss who, like, when you ask him anything, he goes on a 10-minute rant. And that's why I always believe the quotes that come out. Because I'm like, sure, I'm sure he said that to somebody. I'm sure somebody handed him something and he said, why are we doing this? This is stupid. These guys are losers. I need more KFC. Whatever he says in between things. It it cracks me up because anybody who works in the White House, whether you're like left or right, you're you're very of the ilk of you're straight laced, no nonsense. I'm guessing very humorless. I'm guessing. (laughs) And to have this guy just shouting random shit. (laughs) Constantly talking twenty four seven must be so shocking to them constantly. No matter what their beliefs oh, yeah. are. Oh God, I can't. I I don't know. I used to work for a guy who. Well, I used to work at a company that Donald Trump was on the board of, and the guy who was my boss was like, or claimed to be friends with Donald Trump. He was like an old mobster dude, and he was like that. And he was he would come into the office all hopped up on whatever substance he used, cocaine, and. Um, like, he would just start going off on anything. Like, he he dropped an N-word at me one time because he saw my lunch and was like, why would you let some N-word make you lunch? And I was oh like, my God. what? <laughs> like, I'm, afraid to, I'm afraid to ask, what were you eating? Uh, yeah. Pasta. <laughs> like, but no, like, like, that's the kind of person that you're dealing with. Like, people like, and this guy actually, I bring him up not to just, like, because I'm making up some association. This guy was literally on stage with Donald Trump on New Year's Eve when he got elected, celebrating with him. Like, he was one of two people on stage, Donald Trump mm. and my old boss. And um, this is the kind of, it's just the kind of thing he would say. And then he would always talk about racial theories all the time, you know, because he's just a crazy old man on cocaine who will say whatever comes right. to mind. Uh, and I, I fully believe that's exactly what Donald Trump is like as well. He must say, truly, it might be more racist than 
George Washington. <laughs> what he's that stuff he says in oh, the White House. Definitely. Oh, because there's no gentility about it. Like at least George Washington was like a a, a Southern gentleman, you know, slave owner. Right. <laughs> like, probably in polite <laughs> company, like cleaned it up a little bit, but not these guys. Not not uh, nope. not the Donald. And now Donald is like, of course, he's denying all this stuff. He says he never said it, even though he retweeted a tweet from some news organization of an interview where he called McCain a loser. I, I don't know. I, I think he's freaked out. I think he's definitely freaked out that it got out like this. And it seems to be the first one that seems to have gotten flat-footed mm-hmm. a little bit because it's ballsy also to say that Trump said this. Right. And, it, and I know that. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, no, because, and I think that's the, the other thing too. And what he might be counting on is, is the reporting I think he's hoping to catch it there because you know, to uh, to have said something like that uh, basically at your base. I mean, Trump was uh, overwhelmingly supported by uh, members of the military uh, when he won in 2016. And there was a an, another a poll that came out today that was in the Military Times uh, that said that Biden now has um, the favor based on a poll that they conducted. I think it was something it, like for the military for the military. Yeah, I think wow. I think it's a it's a narrow edge, and it, of course, it's not qualified as to where it was taken. Whether it was among uh, officers or enlisted, but yeah, that type of uh, you know this type of allegation is like you were saying very very ballsy, uh, and yeah, and I'm sure he's you know I, I don't I don't know what he can <laughs> what he can do to sort of refute it aside from you know producing a tape or something which <laughs> which probably of, of him you, not you'll, you'll clearly see that I was I was not talking about members of the military it was members of this race hold on I, got, I wrote yeah, it all down right. I didn't say the military was I was saying Egyptians <laughs> Egyptians are losers they don't have arms folks they don't have legs mummies oh mummies did you say that before I forget did you mention if in the last election the military supported him yeah, I, th- I think the yeah the polls uh, indicated that the members of the military overwhelmingly supported Donald Trump over oh, Hillary Clinton okay. in 2016. I, I, oh no, I was no, just gonna say a, I wonder how many of his supporters today, like when he's not going up against like a, a woman who's a Clinton, um, are 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 military like pre-deploy military and also like cosplay military? You know, because I feel like that's really the Trump like bread and butter is like the guys who will be like oh, i was in the service yeah. but like they they hung out in florida for five years <laughs> no and you know no every conservative <laughs> pretends that they were in the military right okay? yeah and they they were not okay obviously because then that we would have the biggest you know we, we would have an even bigger military but basically what they do is they they fly the you know pow mia flag they have like you know military fatigues on and they say, I love the veterans so much. They talk about the military constantly so that people around them are like, oh, he must, this guy must have been in the military. He, he has yeah. an AR-15, so he must he must know that stuff. And then they find out later on, like, oh, no, like, he, he this person was not in the military. Yeah, and I, like, I mean, I have friends in the military. And I have friends who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. So some, some of my best right, friends. so I can say <laughs> stuff like this. But there are some people that I see sometimes, like, on the news or whatever, being Trump supporters, being like, I served in the military. And just, like, age-wise, I'll be like, you were probably in the military from, like, 1979 to, like, 1986. Right. Where it would have been like, (laughs) hey, uh, go live in Germany for five years and then wear a hat. Yeah. (laughs) 
I drove all over north to the gun store. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, e- e- even Sinbad was in the military. Sinbad the comedian. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's like, it's good. I'm not <laughs> saying that it's like bullshit, uh, but it kind of is. Like, you know, it's like, unless you like served in combat, I don't really want to hear from somebody who's like, I was in the military. Mm-hmm. That's my impression. I'm canceled. <laughs> wow. Yeah, never run for president, Anne. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can't be president and insult the military if we've learned anything today, so. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's definitely a difference of being deployed. Because, well, you know, again, there's also another funny thing where the Republicans voted for the Iraq War, okay? They brought us into it. And now they act like it was a, a whole other race of people. Who brought us into that war like they act like you know oh that was way back in 12 years ago are you kidding me yeah you, you guys don't remember <laughs> that, that, that in wasn't two, us. you remember in 2004 and that that those guys from mars came over they seized control right. of the government they made us go to iraq yeah, yeah. it wasn't us it, it cracks me up that because even bush yeah i'm sorry even trump in his statement about john mccain said well john mccain brought us into the forever war and that is all the people that voted for you voted for that fucking thing. Are you kidding me? People were attacking uh, other people were attacking I remember I went to a bar and somebody tried to get Grey Goose and the bartender said I will not be serving French uh, vodka because they will not invade Iraq with us. He was so clear. (laughs) And then you were like can I have Freedom Goose? I guess I'll take a kettle of wine I guess. (laughs) And so there was a, that was a very popular far you know a right wing thing, and now they're acting like you know that hey our bad we we all get one, I guess. You know, I will say because I was a Republican when we first went into we can Iraq we can bleep War, that out. So later I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I used to be a Republican. I'm actually still a registered Republican in Nebraska. Um, anyway, I'm not anymore. But. Please vote. Uh, my parents did get a ballot for me, which is weird. I don't know if they're oh. going to vote for me or not. Um, but anyway. Uh, oh, my God. I lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? You were I was a Republican. Republican and, oh, oh, this is what I was going to say. It's actually a really great point, so get ready. I feel like the big difference um, in success between the Democrats and Republicans, because I feel like we've talked a lot uh, – between the three of us a lot about how the Republicans are so good at winning and the Democrats seem to love losing a lot. And I feel like it's because the Republicans do this thing where every 10 years or so, they become a different party entirely. They have like a mini revolution that they allow to have happen. And um, like after the Iraq war was a disaster, then the Tea Party came along. And all of a sudden it's like this whole new party where it's like, you're a rhino, you're Republican in name only. And that succeeded. And I feel like in the Democratic Party that we attempt to do that with leftism and Bernie Sanders and all this stuff, but somehow the Democratic Party like completely resists this change, and so it always stays. It feels stagnant to me. Um, like I- right, but that's that's uh, that's party philosophy though, because the Republicans believe that government is sucks, right? Mm-hmm. So anybody who was in government automatically becomes the enemy, right? In, in the Republican Party. Whereas Democrats, they believe that government is good, so if I work in the government, I'm good. So they stay, they they stay stagnant. That's a good point. Yeah, because then they, then you're like a hero, and everybody looks up to you. Whereas the Republicans destroy their heroes, mm-hmm. uh, which is, is not a bad strategy, as we've seen. They did, pre- they've done pretty well the last twenty twenty five years. I mean, <laughs> had two. It's funny because presidents. Anyway, go ahead. 
Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because in the 90s, it was like all about religion or whatever. And then like a little bit into the Bush years. And then they became the party of big war. Let's go to big wars. And uh, that's that'll solve all our problems. And then they became the, the Tea Party where they're just like, no, no, the, the stuff's too expensive. We need to cut mm-hmm. all the spe- expenses, you know. Uh, and so they started becoming a Tea Party and uh, cons- uh, they were fiscally conservative. And now they're racist Democrats from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> They've just they're. They basically have the same philosophy. If you watch a debate between Reagan and I don't even know, it's just basically Donald Trump just believes what we yeah. what Democrats used to believe. Yeah, if, if we yeah, if we're about one or two more stimulus packages away from getting back to the New Deal. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> Do it. Uh. And it, it's funny too because they seem to also be borrowing Democrat ideas, where they're just like, "Well, that was good because that was back then." Yeah, we can't do that stuff now because it's the present. Uh, but you know, when uh, Martin Luther King was uh, marching, uh, that uh, that was great back then. That was the way he protested, he protested the right way. Mm-hmm. Well, all you need to say is enough to scare an old lady in the suburbs, and then you just move on. It's they're really good Apparently. at media. I'll give them that. They're very good at media. I. It's funny you say that because I actually think that that is their biggest. They're they're good at um holding the line with a message mm-hmm. undoubtedly if if they get a message throughout the entire party they hold it and the democrats the biggest problem is we have so many wackos to try to top each other that then they what what the republicans do is they point to the most extreme person on the on the democrats and they mm-hmm. go see that's what they all believe and it's some psycho thing sometimes but uh i really feel that 911 commercial really hurt them i mean not i think that's what particularly, you're talking about right? but i don't it did because I I don't know I guess a lot of the conservatives that I hear from or talk to are older people who live in the suburbs and to me that's exactly what they fear like they think someone's coming to get them and they think that like their way of life is under attack and the all and they and they also don't you know investigate things beyond like Facebook and Fox News so all you have to do is say something once and walk away and that's it they're not gonna like read the reaction post of whatever thing was said they're just gonna be like oh did you hear you know and that's it yeah the the impression sticks on them yeah i i I sort of agree too i think that's sort of been reflected as well in in biden's kind of uh pivot in this past week i think actually a lot of people uh jumped uh jumped on biden because they said he sort of seeded the you know the uh there are illegitimate protests going on there are some riots those need to stop you know he's not going to defund the police Mm -hmm. uh he's going to end the riots not trump and so there's been some argument that, like, uh, you know, that at least on uh, from the uh, political analysts saying that Biden's analyzed the um, the threat uh, coming from the the protests of sort of making him seem like you know he's a 1960 it's 1968 uh, there are riots at the convention and uh, the Democrats are going to let the country burn. But he's winning in the polls on the people who are afraid of the riots. Though. More people think that Biden will handle the riots better than Trump. Well. In the polls, yeah. Oh. Well, I didn't. I mean, like, I, like I said, this is based on the on the shifting of the message of the last week. So right. there's there there there's been some consensus that the long term the the riots will hurt the Democrats. Yeah, but I don't believe that. Yeah, I mean, it depends on who turns out to vote, honestly. And like, this is what freaks me out is that I like 
I, like I'm going to vote in person because I don't think voting by mail works. Like <laughs> I think they throw those ballots away. Like I don't believe in that at all. And I think a lot of people who are more liberal and younger even, or even older people who are more liberal are going to vote by mail. And I think all the Trump people who don't believe in the coronavirus or whatever are going to show up in person to vote. And like those are the people that I think this works with. Those are the people who I think want to see kids with AR-15s walking into Black Lives Matter crowds and gunning people down because they're like afraid and angry and they love cops and i mean that's what freaks me out <laughs> i disagree I, I think that the the post office scare it's going to be a fucking event everybody's going to vote in person the democrats are going to come out so big it they are going to be like i i stood in line for 12 hours because i want that man out of here <laughs> that's going to be I, alexis's he, instagram the night of i hope so <laughs> yeah. and that voice and he fucked up the mail oh, we should we should also offer so. a disclaimer uh, we currently have there's a pool going on in which anna's involved uh, over <laughs> who is going to win in November. Alexis, way back in January, uh, had, had said it was going to be uh, going to be Biden and uh, the rest of the group. Yep. Uh, Not January, because January, we was, still had the primaries going on. This, it was January. It was January. It was, was very it? early on. It was, pre, mm-hmm. it was pre-pandemic oh uh, when we, the bet was initially made. And, uh, and we've, you know, it's oscillating, you know, back and forth a lot. I think, uh, two, as of two weeks ago, I was sort of firmly like, no, I, I'm pretty sure Trump is going to win this now. And think, okay, yeah, maybe it could be Biden. Folks, that's why his name is on the marquee. Alexis ah. Pereira program. Sorry. <laughs> he never misses except that one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just did get in front of this scandal that's brewing here with that reveal. I want to say that I want biden to win very badly right. and i intend to vote for biden and i'm going to encourage everyone i know to do the same but i deeply fear that especially if the stock market's doing okay trump will which win. is not i mean it's not right, right now but we've seen how this goes i mean it's just we have lots of time mm-hmm. we have just enough time for things to really get fucked i say that every day about my life <laughs> so. okay now another news uh, another black person is a white woman. <laughs> Breaking news. A professor in, is it is it Kentucky or what state is this? It's a professor. The internet. In, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. She's, so, no, she's at uh, George Washington University. So oh, that's yeah. Washington, oh, that's, that's a the big District deal. of Columbia. Yeah, that's right. Uh, George Washington University professor who was an expert in Caribbean uh, literature or something like that. She admitted that she is a white woman and she feels really bad. She called herself a, a, race, a mm-hmm. racial leech, which is a nice name for a woman, honestly. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel Leach. Uh, so, yeah, wow, it's amazing that there's another one. Who else is not? Are there any black people? <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder if they're all white women. Oh, man. Yeah, I this I I'm speechless, really. I mean, because I, also what I want to know about the people like that is how do you sleep at night? And I know that's a very cliche thing to say because it's like, oh, how do you? But I really do sure. want to know because like I, I you guys know this. I had a brief faux pas on Zoom a few weeks ago where I accidentally it was hot mic. Well, your boss might listen to this. <laughs> that's OK. He knows he was there. <laughs> Uh, I hot mic was like talking to my boyfriend. I was being a bitch to my boyfriend, essentially, on a hot mic. And my whole department heard me on Zoom and 
physically reacted to me and it was very embarrassing and I didn't sleep for a week. I'm serious. I was like up all night agonizing over it because there's, you know, it's just a stupid embarrassing thing. But like then people like this get up every day and like they're like I'm black. And then they go right. home. And then they like make dinner and go to bed. And it's like <laughs> See, I she it's, failed. It's funny. I she I was going to say, I feel like she, I think in, in this case, she's actually more, she's more blameworthy than, than Dolezal, Rachel Dolezal, the original, um, I, I don't know what you, you would call her exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, white, white lady with a tan, that's what she was. Uh, white woman. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with the easy one. Uh, white, lady, white lady with a tan. Um so yeah, in that uh, you know, I feel like Dolezal, at least based on her her background or her history, even though what she did is insane, uh, like there was some understanding of like okay, based on on the uh, on her upbringing, uh, she was raised alongside uh, black siblings, black adopted siblings. Uh, in this culture, like there's maybe some understanding of what's going on. Whereas with this person, like based on the essay that she wrote, she basically said like no, I I I was doing this. Uh, knowing the entire time that I was, in fact, uh, white. Uh, and, like, I have a mental illness that made me do it, but, uh, yeah, I, I basically, I did it for the clout, and I feel so bad about it. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. And she didn't, uh, and she didn't, like, name them, like, she she's not at the point where, like, she's gone through therapy and she's like, oh, this is what it is. Like, she was about to get caught. Right. People were investigating this, and then she's like, I guess I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I everybody. might be crazy. <laughs> But it just yeah. might be an African American hey, woman. You're it worked for Kevin for Spacey. It. What's that? Okay, <laughs> it worked for Kevin Spacey. It worked for Kevin so. Spacey. <laughs> right, changing she, it up. It's funny to me that she probably failed actual black people in her class. She did. Did <laughs> you see the like, guy? There was a guy on Twitter who and, said that uh, he matched with her on on Tinder, and he's black. And she lectured him that he wasn't supportive of black people enough, and like wouldn't go out with him or whatever. You know what? Maybe Hillary actually did win the white women vote. <laughs> but, like, just so many pretended to be black that that it just skewed the other yeah. way. Who knows how many how many uh, women are out there? But they're on notice because we had one and we're just like, oh, you know what? That's what that, that doesn't happen ever. And now we have two. Now people are like, OK, you know what? Any anybody who might be white. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're on notice, right? In, in ten years, they're going to have they're going to call it a Dell syndrome or something. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I have a confession to make. Uh-uh. Uh, I'm uh, I'm white. Actually, I really wish so. you had told us. This there you go. Before you I, record, I just can't hor- I I can't hide it anymore. Uh, I am a white person. I've always been a white person. Is that why you bake? I always wondered why. It is <laughs> why. Yeah. It's why I bake. It's why I crochet. Uh, it's why I'm into witch stuff. Um, wow! I've seen your Instagram, citizen, and I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I have the Citizen app on my phone. I'm, it's uh, it's embarrassing. You march in the uh, the pussy hat parade, but vote for Trump. <laughs> I did march in the in the parade. I didn't have a pussy hat, but I marched in. The she parade. finds them vulgar. Uh, yeah, I, I really it makes me sweat. Can't. Ugh. It also it also came out that, and it was reminded because this happened a few years ago, but. Uh, Mindy Kaling's brother claims that he pretended to be black to get into med school. And the university that he got into denies this. First of all, they question the fact that he did never applied as an Indian man. So he doesn't even mm-hmm. have anything to compare it to. And second of all, 
the school that he went to finally and, fu- and dropped out, by the way, yeah. two years into it, University of St. Louis, I believe. They said they didn't ask about his race when he applied, which, again, it could be a little bit of a lie because you put you send a picture and, and you he- go through that whole thing and in your bio. You, you say what race you are. So you, we don't know what was in their heads. He cut off his eyelashes. So clearly <laughs> right. he was passing. As, right. Yeah. They said in the article, they said that he had uh, shaved off his Indian eyelashes, his long Indian eyelashes. And I'm I'm Indian as well. Uh, spoiler alert. And I have long eyelashes. So I didn't know that that was because of that. I mean, I feel like Estrada and I both have pretty long eyelashes. I do. I do. I've always been complimented on my Are long eyelashes. Indian? Oh, my Maybe. God. <laughs> you know what? Uh, maybe we should us. just start saying it and see how long it sticks. <laughs> there we go. Just teach a class. Uh, one of the, oh, by the way, one of the uh, that that professor she put the list of things that she was an expert in, and the first one was just Africa. Oh, and her author bio on her book said that she's an unrepentant child of the hood, even though she was raised in a suburb outside of Kansas City. <laughs> unrepentant child. Also, of the also hood. very inappropriate picture for a professor. The top-down Tinder pic. I, yeah, well, <laughs> that, that was funny to me because I was like, did she just get one photo where she kind of looked like a little tanner and then decided, this is it, this is the photo I'm using for everything? <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. Because that's the other thing is, like, do these women, no, like, for, uh... I, I watched the documentary I wish Dill is all, but I don't remember at all. Do these women actually get up and, like, put tanner on them? Like, what, what, what kind of illness is this? I have. I don't think they do. Hmm. I think they just. I, but you know, part of it is if you put on Tanner, the it looks more fake. But if you just go out as a white mm. person, just the way mm. you are, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm black, without trying, yeah. that seems more real to yeah. people. Like, oh, like, if I was faking it, I would tan myself, but they're not tanning. So it's, you always forget how afraid people are to question anyone's truth, ever. Like, most people, that's how con artists work. It, most people, if you tell them something, they'll just believe you, because... Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Alexis Robert calls himself a comedy writer. It's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, my agent, uh, Harry uh, Stenson, he calls me a comedy writer. I've never met him in person, so I can't tell you. But every month I send a check for five hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, and he sends me That's the right. listings of all the shows that are hiring. <laughs> I briefly had an agent who would just like uh, take a screenshot of Craigslist and just email me that. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! I could I could do this, and I'm I don't and I don't do it, <laughs> but I could do this. Yeah, I wanted to. And uh, uh, how many auditions do you did you get go to pre pandemic, Alex? Because I remember when I was go auditions, a lot of the time I would be sent on auditions for Latino, and then I'd show up. And they'd be upset that I wasn't a 5'4 Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> that you weren't a, uh, a squat child of the Guatemalan hills. Uh, <laughs> like, I'll give you an example. One, one, there was one where, and this was so, so funny because they had such a reaction. It was, it was actually inappropriate, their reaction, where I show up and it was a show on MTV or Comedy Central where a comedian tells a stand-up story, but they like reenact it. Mm-hmm with actors and this comedian talked about how he ordered delivery and the delivery guy robbed him like that and he's just like what kind of and i show up and they're just like oh you're not okay <laughs> they like did that they're like okay 
Like, it's and not it's like Ferrera. Yeah. Something doesn't match here. I've, I've had that happen before where I, uh, yeah, I go in for something and I'm just like, oh, you're so, you know, not, they haven't, it's only happened once. So I was like, oh, you know, you're so articulate. Like, I, that's not what I got from your headshot. <laughs> 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 like, oh, you're so, like, you know, that, that happened to me at a, at a one-on-one once because I sent in a headshot and the guy basically had me read for the role of a rapist. <laughs> Words How coming. do you read? <laughs> you can read. I mean, you know, like I mean, like else. roll for the ra- rapist. I'm like, it's like, it's yeah. you know, like the first word is like, hey, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's the oh, way so I said. He's an it. older man, he's and then I, I did it. And he's just like, oh, you know, because you you do the thing where you read the sides, and then they talk to you afterwards and get like a little bit more of your background and stuff. And so the guy was just like, yeah, that's just like not at all what I uh, what I got from you. Because I, oh, yeah, I also, cool. that's the thing too. When I was first starting out, I submitted a lot of like my, like, you know, my hard, uh, you know, I could be a Latino gangster thing, whatever. And then I open my mouth and it's just like, it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't come out the same way. Uh, okay. Me and Ann, we're going to reenact this with you because right. this is therapy. All right. So just uh, welcome to, uh, 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 my name is Mort. Yeah. And this is uh, uh, Catherine. And Hi, yeah. And Catherine Flanagan. Hi. Uh, uh, agents. Oh, perfect. Oh my God, I love your hair. Oh, oh thank you very much. I, is I that real you. grease? <laughs> is that real grease? I gotta buy it. You, I heard you Latins, you make it fresh. Yeah, that's right. I make it myself. Scalp. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we got a we got a monologue for you. Okay, it's called uh, uh, Uber Driver Who Can't Take a Joke. All right, this is true to life. Uh, Catherine made a small. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Catherine. Yeah, this. It really happened. It really happened to more. Well, it, it really happened, happened to both to of us because I hey. did say the thing, okay? But you repeated the, the word I used, okay, many times because you thought you didn't hear it. So, anyway, all right. So, here we go. All right. Okay, <clears throat> fine. What? Fine. Here fine. You go. Great. What's, how do you pronounce your name? Elise? Uh, Alex. Okay, here you go. Here's the model. Great. <clears throat> I'll do the other parts. All right. <clears throat> Hi, are you Veronica? Uh, no, I'm more. My <laughs> wife, Catherine. We gotta stop this. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god! I wasn't. You don't know. I, I was. I was under the impression you gave me the thing of a an Uber driver, so I was gonna start like an Uber I driver or something. Need at least an hour of zip zap zap before I can improvise. Oh my god! I'm not loose. There we go. Please delete all of this. <laughs> all right. So final story. Speaking of Mexicans, uh, Taco Bell. They cut five items from their menu. What's going on with Taco Bell? They're cutting all my favorite stuff. But first of all, this is a bit. This is very dear to me. The double decker taco is the perfect taco, okay? Because I love the hard shell, all right. But when you bite into it, it breaks, okay? Now I don't want soft shell because that's like biting into a soft dick, all right. <laughs> I want a mix of both of them, all right. A mix of both of them. And the double decker was a perfect mix. Oh my god! I have never known anyone who ever ordered a double decker taco. I would order three of them oh. every time I went to Taco Bell. Okay, and I would get three double decker supremes, and I would get a bunch of fire sauces, and I would just sit there and eat. It was delicious. And they discontinued that, and I kept quiet. I was silent. Okay. First they came for the double decker. Okay. <laughs> then they got rid of the Mexican pizza. They got rid of the pico de gallo. I mean. Is there even a Taco Bell? What do they even serve there anymore? No, that's I'm, my I'm shocked that Taco Bell has a menu. I was unaware of this. I thought you just stumble into a Taco Bell at 2 a.m. and mumble until they give you some combination of bread and meat and cheese. <laughs> and Taco Bell has a menu. You look up there. It's half Pizza Hut. What? Okay. 
It's half Pizza Hut. You can order Pizza Hut pizza on the left side of the menu. It's half I've Pizza I've been missing Hut. so much. <laughs> and on the other side, it's Taco Bell. And now there's like nothing on there anymore. Okay. By the way, P.S. So anyway, so by the way, uh, so they discontinued the double decker and they go, okay, you can get the cheesy gordita crunch instead. That's like kind of hard and soft at the same time. Excuse me. I don't want to eat a fucking pancake. <laughs> all right. When I'm eating my Taco Bell. That's my rant, rant over. <laughs> Sorry that like you had so much trauma biting into soft dicks as a child. <laughs> that Taco Bell reminds there you of. Go. I can't stand a hard shell personally. A <laughs> uh, hard shell, forget it. I only want soft shell because that feels like love. The hard shell is unforgiving. It's messy. It doesn't want you there. Excuse me. You can't hold. You can't hold a soft taco. It like well, like falls apart in your you hand. You can't like, at Taco yeah. Bell because Taco Bell tacos are not good. This is my hot, hot. <laughs> this is a, this is the unfortunate truth of behind the day. <laughs> Taco Bell tacos are bad. The only good thing at Taco Bell yeah. is the is the chicken quesadilla that you get at two a.m. after a night of drinking Jaeger. That is the only time Taco Bell is acceptable and good. <laughs> Anyone else who says it is wrong. Oh my god, that combination. Mm-hmm. No, it's while I th- I'm going to make this very personal for a second. So uh, growing up, I used to eat Taco Bell uh, all the time. And part of the thing for me was I felt it was sort of like getting revenge on my father uh, in a way. <laughs> so to back up somebody, wow. my dad, you know, was Mexican, uh, full-blooded. And, uh, you know, he enjoyed Mexican food and he hated Taco Bell because, you know, it's crap. And we all know it's crap. And But for me, I've sort of, I, I don't know if it was like a weird thing. My dad had a lot of power over my life. And so one of those small ways I felt that we, I could get back at him was when we ate Taco Bell. Because I'd just go on about how much I love Taco Bell, like you know, oh the you know the hard shells, like you know, you go to the local restaurant, that stuff's crap. They give you the little corn tortillas that are so flimsy, they're like the size of a quarter. You know, you can't you can't fill up on those. Uh, so yeah, so I'm sorry, but young young Alex is right. <laughs> First of all, you get a bunch of meat beef, okay? You got the, the cheese, you got that grated uh, cheese, you got the lettuce, you got the sour cream, iceberg lettuce. Uh, Iceberg lettuce. Where does iceberg lettuce factor into any kind of South American or or the, Mexican? The reason cuisine? that you know the reason that you know Taco Bell is horrible is because a child could get sixty or seventy cents together and buy something from there. That should that should be able to happen. <laughs> if a kid can buy if a kid can buy it, you know, like gum, like jawbreakers, like okay. But if a kid can go out and just purchase fast food on their own with no adult supervision, it's it's yeah. a bad thing. It's horrible. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be consumed by no, children. It's a trap. I also know yeah. about Taco Bell. This fun fact: it's stolen from an actual Mexican family who owned a diner in California somewhere, and a white man opened up a restaurant across the street from them and stole their menu and then franchised it. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's called Taco Bell, Bell because that I think that was the only amount of letters they could fit on the sign. Either that or that's true for Pizza Hut. One of those chains, <laughs> that they're called that. <laughs> they're yeah, like either, either Taco Bell was stolen from a Mexican family or Pizza Hut was stolen from an Italian family. <laughs> I mean, the f- there you go. And then the, the, two, the two came together Vincenzo, and, look. and they made a the Mexican food- pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Vincenzo, look, there's a, a red hut across the, the street. The food thing is true about Taco Bell, but the, the name thing, I'm not sure if that's true about Pizza Hut or Taco Bell, but... She's conflating them. That's hilarious. One, one thing I do miss about the 90s is that if a building went out of business, you knew what it used to be. <laughs> like if a blockbuster went out of business, you're like, oh, that was a blockbuster because it has that big blue shit all around it. Like a Pizza Hut was like still red and like McDonald's 
they like they had the M's all over their fucking building. Oh yeah. But now like every every, every restaurant now is like they try to be postmodern, so they're like more boxy, <laughs> and so they, you can just pull off the sign and it immediately becomes like fucking Chuck E. Cheese. It's whatever you want, man. Yeah. yeah. No, we have a we have a Borders in my hometown that I think is still still there, uh, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing that can go in it now because all these fucking uh, retailers are going out of business. Yeah. Oh, so the Borders it's still. It still has the outline. I, of I think so. Things. Yeah, the last time I, it's been a couple of years since I drove through, but like for years it was just like this ghost borders, uh, just on the edge of town. No one's been in that borders for again? Santa- <laughs> fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, there'll be some some I be like characters welcome character in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> just try to return a GRE practice book. There's never been a borders in this yes, town. What are What do you say? <laughs> I used to always. Re- it's always really annoying me. Louis C.K. used to like say that the reason why bookstores are out of business. Why, he said the reason why there's no bookstores is because uh, Borders and Barnes and Noble opened, and then they put the bookstores out of business, and then they went out of business. So now there's no bookstores. And I was like, no, that's not how it works <laughs> at all. And it, so then he said that co- coffee is going to go out of business one day because of Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. And I was like, that's not how it works. Like literally, nobody was buying books at all. Yeah whether it was at a private bookstore or at a, a cheap uh, Barnes & Noble. Yeah. And that's how bookstores went out of business. Sounds like this guy's jerking off in front of you. <laughs> well, yeah. I did say You're like, that's not how it works, Louie, and put it away. Yeah, that's not how it works. And, and that's not how it works. <laughs> Let me wow, tell you. It looks like a soft taco. <laughs> that's where the biting happened. Oh, oh. I understand now where this trauma comes from. So anyway, uh, I used to open for Louis C.K. Now we're going to end the show there. <laughs> thank you, everybody. for uh, uh, Anne, thank you so much for coming on. Did you have fun? This was super fun. I'm sad that it's ending. Can't we go for five hours? Joe Rogan goes for five hours. <laughs> you know. Oh, you both have wives. You absolutely you right. You both have wives. <laughs> oh, I don't that's have poor. a wife. Don't tell my listeners. Yeah, don't say that. Yet. It's terrible for Alexis's oh, yeah. brand. Alexis yeah. doesn't have a wife. He has three Most wives. Of my, yeah. Thank you. Most of my listeners are women in other countries who don't know what I'm saying, but hope to marry me one day. <laughs> so uh, now, Anne, where can the people uh, see you if they if they listen to this and they're like, you know what, I love Anne's caustic political wit. Where can they catch you? Uh, well, in my home. Uh, if you're if you're trying to catch me, that's where you gotta <laughs> wow. go. Uh, on wow. Twitter, it's an open mic. Is is where I exist mainly. And then I also write for a little website called Vulture. Um, so if you've heard of New York Magazine you heard or of it, Vulture, folks? I'm a full-time uh, writer-producer oh. there. So I have stuff there all the time. Check it out. And uh, so thank you for coming on. And uh, as we end, we end every episode with a final thought from public offender <laughs> Alex Estrada. Alex, take it away. Take it away. What's your final thought? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, my final thought is... Man, I'm stumped today. I don't know. <laughs> you got me around. I think it would, would have been the Mexican pizza bit, uh, but we shot the watch too early. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.